just leveraging in times of struggles, but also celebrating together, I think is really the essence of rural America as, as we look into the future, as well as looking at the present. What are we doing about consolidation? I think consolidation in rural America is, is a huge issue where we lose our autonomy in those rural communities. Do we collaborate with a larger hospital system, lose our autonomy with the board, or do we consolidate our school districts? And what does that look like in terms of busing and promoting education uh, as we go forward? Do you lose a little bit of who you are in that rural America? Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's Accelerate Your Performance podcast. I'm your host, Janet Pilcher. Thanks for having a desire to be your best at work and help your organization achieve success. This podcast is all about actions we can take to improve workplace culture and achieve results. And they're all aligned to our nine principles for organizational excellence. Joining me today is Tad Hunt a senior director and coach with Huron, who oversees the role in critical access market segment, which helps healthcare organizations achieve cultural and organizational excellence. He has more than three decades of industry leadership experience in a variety of settings, including rural healthcare, small critical access hospitals, and post-acute care, focusing on improving overall quality, operational, and finance performance. Tad specializes in actively collaborating with governance boards and committees to enhance operational performance across all pillars of growth, people, finance, service, quality, and community. Throughout his career, he has led organizations to create meaningful positive change, increasing employee engagement to the 96th percentile, overall clinic ratings to the 97th percentile, and overall patient ratings to the 84th percentile. He is a recipient of the iVantage Award for Clinical Quality Performance and Patient Perspectives. Prior to joining Huron, Tad worked with numerous critical access hospitals throughout Nebraska and served as president and chief executive officer of three different organizations. As a senior executive, he is committed to developing teams who truly make a difference for patients and communities. Tad and our team have been working together to plan our next virtual event, Strengthening Rural America, on April 20th. Tad, welcome to our show today. I'm so excited about our connections. Well, Janet, I'm equally as excited. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Let's let's start off. If you would, you know, tell our audience a little bit about your background and overseeing the rural and critical access market and you know how you help organizations that make a difference and with the people they serve in their communities. Oh, I love your first question, Janet. I mean, I think of rural America, that's right in my wheelhouse and my passion going forward. So I just love that opening question. Uh, I've actually been in healthcare for the past 30 years, uh, both as a clinician and as a leader in our rural communities. Uh, I was a CEO in three different organizations within the state of Nebraska, which, uh, as you all know, that's predominantly rural outside of a couple counties as well. I was really actively involved in economic development, chamber, and rotary in those positions that I held in healthcare. And I was also actively involved uh, as an educator, too, at our local community college as an adjunct professor, as well as a full-time professor as well, too, as part of my healthcare background, which really helped me unify what we were trying to do in the community with building economic development and growing our own as we go forward and really being actively involved with education. The role that I have with Huron, uh, and I've been in this role for the last seven years, is really specifically work in rural America and specifically our small rural hospitals and helping them with operational enhancement, 
patient experience, really being that best in class going forward? And then how do we also collaborate and become stronger in the community and connecting our leaders in those industries with purpose, worthwhile work, and feeling like they're making a difference specifically in rural America? That's great. And you know, you and I have been collaborating so that we can have our conference on April 20th that's called Strengthening Rural America, Connecting Healthcare and Education. It's a virtual event, and I'm looking forward to that. It's, it's, a, it's a natural connection for us with our two fields. So, you know, where do you see the greatest opportunities for education and healthcare to, to work together to really serve that community and strengthen it? I'm so excited for our April 20th conference, just hearing how best practices have come together in healthcare and education. I think we're going to leave that conference being inspired, and it's just going to be so exciting to see what comes up from that. I think when we look at that collaboration between education and healthcare in rural America, the main focus really is economic development. I really see that's where we can leverage together with that. How do we retain family members in the community? How do we prevent that out-migration to strengthen our community? How do we recruit and uh, retain strong talent with leaders, physicians, and even, even in education as well going forward? So I think that'll be really good. I also think a strong scholarship program uh, working with education and healthcare early on, even in high school, by offering different types of incentives that the hospitals can help and really set the stage for academic progression and then having them come back to the community where they really feel like they make an impact. So economic development, scholarship programs, recruitment and retention, and really coming together. That's great, Tad. You know, Quint Studer is going to keynote our, our session, our conference. And when I was connecting with him, he really reinforced one thing that you said there. And that's, you, you know, we've got a talent is everything. Bringing talent back into the community, you know, is everything. And I just, when he said that, of course, we know that, but I just didn't think of it from that perspective. But I love what you're talking about and, and doing something very actionable and purposeful to try to bring people back because people love their communities that they grow up in and they want to contribute in many ways. You're so right, Jen. And I always think of one team, one purpose. When we look at rural communities, they're always there to help each other. And as you know so well, gosh, we're, we're caring for our neighbor, our family member, we're educating them. They're all part of that rural community. And it's just, just amazing that when we think of the challenges with rural communities, they just come together. They put their differences aside and they just go through it. And they come, they're cohesive. Yes. Uh, I'm, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm always inspired, Janet, by how they overcome disasters. And, you know, even the pandemic, they just come together. Just recently with the uh, pandemic, one rural hospital and education institution in Iowa uh, had gone through two floods in two years, followed by the pandemic. And they really felt like, well, the pandemic was almost easier than the floods because we already had a system in place and it was just natural for us. We were able to work with FEMA and the school district, and we were able to leverage that, making sure everybody had water, they had food, they were being saved, they were being educated on the virus and the pandemic. And so if that isn't the power of rural communities, I don't know what is. They're yeah. bringing their resources together to really make an impact. 
I think that's right. You know, I have a, a similar story, um, Tad. Yesterday, this past couple of days, we did our, our DHP West Coast Destination High Performance West Coast Conference because we're supposed to be on the West Coast, but we're all virtual. But Estacada is in Oregon and it's a, it's right outside of Portland, but rural in nature. And they, they've gone through the pandemic. They, they were one of the ones that their whole community was um, affected by the fires. You know, they totally had to evacuate their whole community. And then that recently, the ice storms that came through, they were down without anything. And, you know, I mean, and they're so positive. Positive. I mean, just so, you know, just so positive and we got through it and we moved through it and we come together and, and um, that's what I'm looking forward to because I think that those communities can teach us a lot. So, you know, as we think about as we as we we're kind of talking about it now, but you know, let's talk a little bit about what's special with rural communities and then, you know, on the other side of that, then what are the challenges? You know, I think what's really special about rural communities is, again, that family environment going forward, caring, working, one common purpose, sustainability in their community. They're going to reach out to their neighbor, help them in time of need, making sure they have health care in their community, making sure they have education in their community, just leveraging in times of struggles, but also celebrating together, I think is really the essence of rural America as, as we look into the future, as well as looking at the present. Some of the challenges I think we see in rural America from my perspective or my lens is really the out-migration of populations. You know, the new com- people are looking for that a larger community experience, more social activities uh, as well. The aging community, the infrastructure, how do we uh, maintain our current school district? How do we maintain our hospital? Where do we find the funds to be innovative? Uh, So just the lack of having the challenges of being innovative because of the lack of resources. And really, what are we doing about consolidation? I think consolidation in rural America is, is a huge issue where we lose our autonomy in those rural communities. Do we collaborate with a larger hospital system, lose our autonomy with the board, or do we consolidate our school districts? And what does that look like in terms of busing and promoting education uh, as we go forward? Do you lose a little bit of who you are in that rural America? So those are some of the challenges that I see. Yeah, I agree with you. As you're working with healthcare organizations, we're working with educational institutions. You know, they're trying to they're trying to save themselves because they they want to work off of what's special about their community and they're they just don't want to lose it. And who can blame them? You know, that's what we're here to do is to really through this conference really help strengthen bring people together to strengthen what they can do and to work off of a, of a plan to move forward. So as we close today, Tad, you know, in your work with rural healthcare organizations, what are the one or two practices you've witnessed that help, you know, support that cross-community collaboration that you've been talking about? Janet, this was, this is a tough question for me to answer. <laughs> uh, I'm thinking like 10 different items here, and I know we only have a short amount of time. And I, I think that's what's going to be so great, even at our conference on the 20th, is we're going to hear some of these best practices. But a few that come to mind that are, I think, are kind of unique. In, in a rural community that I work with, uh, 2,500 people population, they have worked with their community and their school district to actually incorporate a YMCA as part of of their hospital. So now they've got all this positive feeling about going to the hospital, not just when you're sick, but when you're going there to to get healthier, there's kids activities, the school's actively engaged with recreational activities, even amidst 
COVID and the pandemic, they never stopped operating. They kept it safe. They followed all the guidelines and it really made a difference. While everybody was getting virtual education, they still had activities at the YMCA going in promoting health and wellness as well. I think another one is early childhood education. I'm really impressed about healthcare organizations starting early childhood education in their hospitals and subsidizing the cost for their rural communities. So we're able to start education really early on and having those services housed in the hospital in rural America allows Early education allows teachers and professionals to continue to seek opportunities and work. And then also one that's really unique is uh, addressing the Hispanic Latino communities in rural America, offering interpreter services, not by technology, but by people and leveraging that in the education and hospital environment to allow good communication and a good collaboration between uh, our Hispanic community as well with education and healthcare. So everyone is understanding all what they're going through and there's clear lines of communication. So I'm really impressed by that. And then I know you said one or two, but I can't resist the scholarship <laughs> programs. Yeah, I love that. I mean, I love this whole scholarship program where hospitals are offering high school students the opportunity to have a four-year scholarship if they pursue healthcare and come back to their rural community. And then they work with co-op education saying, if you're interested in that, spend a couple days a week while you're in high school at the hospital to find that occupation that you want to do and come back to the community. So the investment there is, gosh, we're going to bring this new generation back to our rural community. They're going to be leaders in our community. They're going to bring their families back. They're going to involve the school, involve the hospital, and we're going to help them get that academic education. I think there's no greater initiative or mission or vision than investing in our youth and our education and our two largest employers in rural America, healthcare and education to come together. Uh, such such wonderful practices um, and very specific. And man, it just excites me, Ted. I mean, just because they're actionable things we can do. You know, it's not just talking, but we they're partnering with our healthcare and education institutions. We can do great things in rural America. And you know what? It's not just for rural America, because I think if we build models in rural America, you know, people can can adapt and, and learn from those and, you know, build those within their broader communities as well. I don't know what you think about that, but I think we can oh. build a model for others to learn from. You're such a vision thinker, Janet. I just love that. I think I think we talk so much about rural America, but think about we can develop best practices in this environment and take it to our, even our larger urban communities as well. That's right. You got it. And I'm looking, th this is one of the, you know, one of my priorities this year and one of the highlights of my years is really focusing on strengthening rural communities. And what I really love is that in our organization, we have the connection to K-12, we have the connection to higher ed, and we have the connection to healthcare. And that's an unbeatable, you know, combination. So Tad, I, you know, one of the one of the great things too that's come out of the last several months with us moving forward with this conference is I've had an opportunity, you know, to get to know you a, a little bit better and, you know, have just enjoyed the time that we spend together and the connection. So appreciative of you. Oh, thank you, Janet. I feel so the same. I'm getting goosebumps in our conversation about, yeah. uh, about the power of rural America and what we're doing together as well.
Me too. So thank you so much, Tad, for joining us today. And we look forward to seeing all of you who are listening and others at our Rural America Conference on April 20th. Thank you, Tad. Thank you, Janet. On April 20th, we launch our first Rural America Conference, where we show the significant interconnections among K-12, higher education, healthcare, government, and small businesses as being the foundation for building a vibrant community. As we talked about in this episode with Tad and a prior episode with Quint Studer, we are doing work that makes an impact on people's lives, brings talent to small communities, and builds a place where people love to work, live, and play. So please join us on April 20th by going to studereducation.com slash events. Registration for this event is free. It's our gift to you. We simply want you to be our guest as together we strengthen rural America. Thank you for tuning in to Accelerate Your Performance. Please share the podcast, rate us on iTunes if you'd like, and find us on Instagram. If you're looking for more resources related to today's episode, head over to studereducation.com slash podcast. I look forward to connecting with you next time as we continue to focus on the nine principles for organizational excellence so that we can be our best at work. Have a great week.